This episode is going to be so amazing because we are talking about things that will help you prepare yourself for publishing success. And we're not giving you just the nitty gritty, like run of the mill stuff. We are diving deep into things like how to be in alignment with your message, really listening and tuning into the, the souls calling for your book and how to really surrender to the process of your book so that you are best prepared to publish it successfully. So stay tuned. This is a good one. Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. If you've decided you want to write a book, but every time you try to move forward, that nasty voice in your head just fills you with confusion and self-doubt, you're not alone. In fact, almost every aspiring author I've met has told me they get played with the same paralyzing thoughts, but I have good news for you. It doesn't have to be this way. We've created four powerful programs and services to help you get your book done this year without the struggle. Our proven processes have helped more than a thousand authors get their books written and published, and it's your turn. So if you're ready to get unstuck, I invite you to schedule a complimentary consultation with us. We'll determine what your biggest obstacles are and recommend the program or service that's the right fit for you to finally get your book done. The confidence and clarity that you desire is literally just one phone call away. To book your consultation, visit bookstrategysession.com. Again, that's bookstrategysession.com. Let's do this. I am so excited to be with you here today. We are talking about such an important topic on how to prepare yourself for publishing success. And with me, I have USA Today bestselling author, Coot Blackson, um, who in the first weeks of his first book coming out, sold about 15,000 copies. And in the first week of his second book coming out, sold around 20,000 copies. Um, and that's pretty impressive because most publishers are delighted if authors sell 5,000 copies in a year. So Coot is someone who definitely prepared himself for publishing success. And if you don't know Coot yet, we did have him on last year for an episode. So maybe you listened already and have a sense of who Coot, Coot is. But for those of you who didn't join us when I had him last time, Coot is a beloved inspirational speaker and transformational leader. And he speaks at countless events that both he organizes and other events like the awesome Fest, which I've attended in Maui years ago, um, the Young Presidents Organization, the Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, he is the winner of the 2019 Unity New Thought Walden Award, and he is widely considered a next generation leader in the field of personal development. So we are so excited you're here, Coot. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, always a pleasure to speak with you. You're always so full of amazing nuggets of wisdom. Um, and where I want to start today, especially since we're talking about, you know, this journey to publishing success, I know mm -hmm. you had kind of a journey to get to where you are, um, but I'd love for you to tell us first, 
like, how did this whole authorship journey start for you? Like, were you the five-year-old kid in kindergarten telling your teacher <laughs> that, you know, you want to be an author when you grow up or was it, you know, different journey? How did it, ha- yeah. how did it all happen? Without, without breaking down my entire history, but in terms <laughs> of the author's journey, um, you know, I think I shared in my last, uh, maybe in, in, in the first interview I did with you that my father's a minister and a healer. And he built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa. And I grew up seeing miracles. And he, I started speaking when I was age eight. I was ordained at 14. And so I would, my, my love for books, especially self-help, spiritual type of books began at the ripe old age of eight because I would sneak into my father's bookshelf. And he had like a thousand books on his bookshelf in London where we grew up. And there were books from everyone from the Eastern mystics of like Ramana Maharishi, Nisargadatta Maharaj, Maharishi Meshyogi, Krishnamurti, Osho, to Blavatsky, Uspensky, Gurdjieff, to the Westerns, uh, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Dan Millman, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, uh, Dennis Waitley, Stephen Covey, and so, I grew up as a young kid reading books. My first self-help book uh, was at the age of eight. It was Creative Visualization by a woman called Shakti Gawain, one of the original OG sort of metaphysical teachers that pioneered before even the law of attraction was popular. And so when I read this book, it was like a spiritual orgasm. My mind was blown as an eight-year-old kid, the possibility to read something and to be that inspired totally lit me up and you know the possibility that your thoughts create your reality transformed my reality and that began my love of books and so from the age of eight I literally became obsessed in terms of reading and self-help books I was the kid that I would go to school come home go for a run around 6 p.m I would devour four five six hours of self-help books all night I would be on the train reading Tony Robbins. I'd be walking from the train station to school reading Marianne Williamson. And so this, this honestly, for me, it was it was my life. It was my passion. You know, I, when I was thirteen, I saved up every ounce of it, uh, uh, all the pennies I had, the pounds and pennies I had, and I remember ordering the entire Jim Rohn collection. Jim Rohn, like this iconic kind of motivational guru. You know, in the eighties and nineties and two thousands, I ordered everything he had. I was in heaven when the box set arrived from, I think it was Texas. And I remember I found a, uh, you know, in London, spirituality self-help wasn't as popular as it was in California. And so I happened to find in Covent Garden, a spiritual bookstore. I forget what it was called, but when I found this bookstore, I felt like a- Was it the Bodhi tree by chance? No, that was in LA. This Ah. was in London. Ah, okay. So in London, there were no spiritual, like you can't go to like a borders or something. There's no spiritual books, at least, you know, in, in, in the eighties and the nineties, there were no spiritual books in the nineties. And so I found the spiritual bookstore in Covent Garden, nothing but spiritual books. I began reading Stuart Wilde, who was a famous uh, uh, British author, metaphysical author, since then published by Hay House. And literally I felt like a mosquito in a nudist colony. And when I found, I'll never forget the day I found um, Stephen Covey. And for some reason, his way of writing just lit me up. His way of writing opened a new world of possibility because it was so like frameworked and structured. And, you know, he, he created all the, the, the structure to his content and labeled these ideas that it just, I, I, I just felt like, I remember sitting in Leicester Square in the park for four hours, mind blown on this trip of reading 
the seven uh, habits of highly effective people. So that really inspired me. So when I was in my teens, I would have these visions of living in California and writing best-selling books that you know, millions of people would be reading. And it was always a dream of mine. And I began as a young kid journaling my thoughts and journaling my ideas and writing concepts that I thought maybe could one day be turned into a book. And, and that, that's, where, that's where the journey began, so to speak. And that's what brought me to the US. I was supposed to take over my father's churches, uh, 300 churches, hundreds of thousands of followers. I left everything behind following the dream of going into this field and speaking and teaching and writing. And so I won a green card, came to the US and went and found many of the teachers, authors and mentors with the hopes of uh, going into this field. I tracked down, for instance, I remember coming to Los Angeles and knocking on Jack Canfield's office door and walking in. And there was a famous a speaking uh, author teacher called Dottie Walters. She was like an iconic speaker's guru. And I went and found her, literally knocked on the door of her of her house in Glendora and said, hey, I want to speak. I want to write. I want to, you know, I want to be a best-selling author. And, and she sat me down and gave me some tip, tidbits of wisdom and it was, was, was really, really amazing. So it was always in my, in my awareness and it was a, a, it was a big dream of mine. And so for me, books aren't, you know, a lot of people say, ah, oh, books are just a way to market yourself and they're a calling card and they don't sell and, you know, just, just a way to position yourself, which I agree they are a great uh, credibility building tool. But for me, books had such meaning, books had such significance, books still have such meaning and significance and, for me, books are a mission. It's not just a way of marketing myself or, 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 or a calling card. They, 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 I feel even today a soul connection to every book that I've written. I've written two. I feel such a soul connection to each book I've written that each book has a soul of its own. And I feel as though like a child that that soul of that book has actually chooses me, has chosen me to write it. And so books hold a very, very special place in my heart. Amazing. What an incredible story. I'm not quite, I've heard your story a few times and I've like known you for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I feel like now, Um, but um, I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about your passion Mm. and your love for books. Like you just did that. Love. love. When when I came to the U S Christine, I I brought $800, one suitcase full of clothes, the other suitcase, just so you know, my love of books, was nothing other than my top like 50 to 70 self-help books that was in my other suitcase and so books for me were my friend you know I didn't grow up with a lot of money we didn't grow up with very much my bedroom was literally smaller than most people's tiny bathroom toilet restroom and so I would sit at my time on my tiny bed and I would read these self-help books you know, Tony Robbins' self-help books and Zig Ziglar's books. And I would be, books would transport me into another reality beyond my current reality into another dimension of possibility. And they gave me the, the inspiration to dream. And, and so, yeah. You know what I love is that a lot of people read fiction, right? To go mm. into another reality, whether it's the mystery or the science fiction or the romance, like people will absorb themselves in those books to go into another world. But I love what you're saying about how you read these self-help books, nonfiction books, right? To help you enter into this whole other reality, but the the world of possibility, like that that reality of possibility, which is amazing. So I'm curious on this journey, like when and how did you becoming an author 
you know, really become more uh, tangible, real, and something, you know, yeah. a process that you were actively engaged in? And how did you prepare yourself to publish so successfully like you oh, have? Oh, that's a, that's a big question because he, I always knew I would be an author. And so I always expected to write. And I'll be honest, in 2003, uh, 2002, 2003, I began writing my first ever manuscript. And, you know, that's a long way from two, 2015, when my first book got published, 2016 and 2021, my second book. And so I began literally writing a first manuscript. It was called, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed, it was called Live Your Wow. And I took all of my concepts and ideas and I wrote them, basically it was a manuscript for a book. And I was sure I wanted to publish it. I, I remember reading um, The Four Agreements around 2003, 2004, thereabouts, 2005, in that zone. I thought, I want to write a book that is this, 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 this iconic, this simple, this easy to read. And I began writing my book, my, my masterpiece, you know. And all of my ideas were there, basic concepts and ideas. And I kind of started chopping it around a little bit and nothing really... Uh, no, there was no traction. Um, I remember there was one small publisher that said, well, we, we could write, publish it this way. And, and, and I think the first real possibility happened when a dear friend of mine took me to meet, perhaps maybe at the time, the largest uh, niche self-help publisher in the world. And I sat with the president and he was kind of impressed because he'd had, up until that point, I had built my one-on-one -on -one coaching business to quite a successful level. A lot of people started knowing about me from the one-on-one -on -one coaching world and some things I had done, level of clients I'd worked with. Um, so when I sat with the president, I remember we sat in his office. He was very impressed with the results he heard I produced. And he listened to my vision. This is 2010. I shared my vision and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to write and write about my life. My life was unusual. And, and he said, Coop, um, I love you. You're amazing. You're, you're fascinating. You're, you're incredible. Um, and I had a kind of mini proposal, which, which I'll share some thoughts on that in a second. And he said, I love you. You're amazing. You're charismatic. You're inspirational. But I'm really fascinated with your coaching. And I create, created this methodology that was all about uncoaching, unconditioning. It was a one month process. I'd take anyone in a month that would literally dismantle you and transform your life. And he said, that process is what I'd like you to put into a book. And if you put that into a book, I will publish you right now. And my friend who took me and looked at me and said, let's do it. And everyone celebrating in this meeting, except me. Oh. I knew that that was, you know, he's excited, they're excited, everyone's excited. And I'm, and I'm, my soul is not aligned with this vision that everyone else has for me. Everyone else had a vision for me that did not feel authentic with the vision and the authentic vision of my soul. And this was the same thing. It was interesting because this was a choice point moment. This was the same thing that happened for me when I was 14. When my, fat, my father announced to the congregation that my son is taking over my ministry, he's going to be my successor. And everyone was excited about me. And so here I am in this, in this meeting, you know, young kid, and everyone's excited. And my, my friend is saying, cool, you do this book. It's going to be a great stepping stone. It's going to be a platform. Then you can, when, when, when this is successful, then you can do what you want. And I looked at the, the, the president of the company, the publishing house, and I said, 
thank in a, in a nice way I said thank you but no thank you because in my heart I felt as though the book he wanted me to write not only was it not authentic and aligned not only was it not in alignment with my soul's vision uh didn't feel true didn't feel in my integrity but I really felt as though it was a very safe move that he wanted me to make that would maybe sell some books and break even but I didn't feel it would it would forward consciousness. I didn't feel it would add to the consciousness of humanity. I didn't feel it would add to the narrative. I didn't feel it would evolve personal development in any way, shape or form. And I thought, if anything, it's just going to waste some paper. And there's already thousands of methodology coaching books out there. Yes, my coaching method is amazing, but we don't need another coaching book. And so because I didn't feel it would truly evolve the the consciousness then i said no and everybody was disappointed it was kind of like a funeral driving back to my friend's house but in my heart except you right in my heart i knew in my I, i'll be honest i i i kind of questioned for a moment but in my heart i know that whenever i follow my soul and don't compromise my soul's truth it never ever leads me wrong and I invite people never make a decision out of fear, never make a decision out of FOMO, and don't just follow someone else's path. And so I decided, I decided for the net that this was a sign from the universe that I was going to take the next years to build my brand. I was going to take the next years to transform more lives. I was going to take the next years to grow my email list. I was going to take the next years to, to, to blow up my work around the world more online as an online presence and I, and build my name and build my platform and do all the, I was going to take the next three, four, however many years and do it. And I kind of like, I'll be honest, I, I kind of, I'm not going to say forgot about the book thing, but I just let it go and said, I'm gonna surrender and trust the divine timing of the universe and my soul's alignment. Because if this is true, I believe that what is yours will be yours. And what is not yours can never be yours, even if you try to make it yours. So I surrendered and I said, I'm gonna commit. My intention has always been to transform lives. And if that's the case, book or no book, I said, I'm gonna to commit to transforming lives. Book is is irrelevant and i went out and i transformed lives i created seminars coaching processes you know unique retreats i started putting over the next years between 2010 to 2015 i started putting literally without a book four or five hundred people in the room i started doing events in guatemala with 600 people that my team that i built we started putting in the room ourselves i did 300 person event in romania i did two two three hundred people weekends in la and i just started creating a transformational impact without a book. And in 2015, something interesting happened. In those five years, talk about preparation, I went so deeply within myself spiritually. I felt like I purified my consciousness and mm. came into deeper alignment. You know, I felt like I really connected to my true voice, my authentic voice, my truth, my essence. I, I felt like my soul really started coming alive. And, and, and I wasn't, you know, I think I see so so many authors copying Tony Robbins, copying Deepak Chopra, copying The Secret. And I, and, and I threw all of that aside and I really went deep into myself to, to feel what is my uniqueness? What is it uniquely that I'm here to bring to 
the expression of this field to impacting people's lives. And, and I started doing that and sharing that and being that. And, and so I developed mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychically, physiologically, vision wise. And uh, in 2015, honestly, without thinking about it, I, I wasn't thinking about a book anymore, but it's like, I, I, felt I want to ask right. a quick question here. Would you say that taking that different tact, like yeah. just saying, okay, you know, saying no to a publisher who's telling you, I mean, we probably have people listening right now thinking, oh my God, if any publisher told me that they wanted to publish my book, like I just say yes. And yeah. I'd write whatever they wanted me to write. Exactly. Um, right. Cause so many people like that's such a big deal to have a traditional publisher interested in you. Um, as an author, but would you say that like that moment where you made the choice, like you made the choice not to lead your father's 300 churches and you made this choice not to just write the book that they were asking you to write, but really stick to your passion. And it sounds like that almost had you commit to your purpose, your vision, your mission more deeply. And would you say that it was that shift and deepening of your own purpose that helped you prepare for publishing success? It brought me in a line with my own soul oh, and it was, it was in that alignment with my own soul that my soul began to reveal more of itself to me and through me and in me as and through my personality it was the commitment to my soul and the trust of my soul and i believe that our souls beyond our personality has an intelligence it knows what to do it knows in everything we need for our true highest destiny is already encoded in our souls most of us we live out of our personality and we try to make things happen from the level of the mind the level of the ego the level of the personality and you can create that way you can write books that way and maybe they'll do well but i promise you what i feel is it will still be in a realm of limitation it will still be in a realm it might be good but i don't think it will be truly great and i don't think that you will be truly on fire with it because it won't be in alignment it won't be in alignment it might be a great marketing ploy tactic what have you but when you are in alignment people feel you when you are in alignment when you speak the message when you do those interviews when you do those podcasts people will feel the, the, the coherence of your words, your mind, your feelings, your thoughts, your body, your soul, and your words communicating. To me, that's the power. And so when I did that, I took the time in those five years to heal myself at a deeper level. I took the time to think about my ideas and my concepts. I took that time to reflect on what is my unique soul message? Not what does Chopra have to say or Eckhart Tolle have to like, what was the unique expression and organic authentic message that I was put on this planet to speak in the way that only I could speak it. And I took the time to think about those things deeply. I took the time to marinate on those things deeply, meditate on those things deeply, receive the vision, the downloads of those things to articulate them to, to I, I did, I wrote blogs to sort of tease these things out. I made videos that kind of some started to go a bit viral that began to develop these concepts. So I began to develop my concepts, my ideology, my philosophy, all these things that had I published before, I wouldn't have, I would have just been kind of green. But in 2015, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, developmentally, I was ripe. And even that from that, see when a mango is ripe, it's ripe, whether you see it <laughs> or not, it's ripe. You know, whether anyone anyone passes the mango tree or not, it's ripe, not because you're there, it's just ripe. And so you can eat 
a green mango, but it's not going to be a sweet. And so because I was ripe, I think from that ripeness of being, then life began to align. This is what I found. Life began to align around my beingness. And, I, and, and here's what was interesting. For so much of my first sort of decade in America, I was selling, I was pushing, I was trying to make things happen. I was pitching people. For the first time, Christine, in my life, I didn't try to make a book happen. One of my clients, who was a big time, a big time singer, said, "Could I want you?" Here's what happened. He said, "Could this is exactly how it went down?" He said, "Could I want you to come to an event? Uh, just, just trust me. Again, I don't really associate with my clients, but this was a very special client." He said, "I want you to come to this event. I really want your support to be there, and you've been a part of my journey." I went to this event. It was to to celebrate the outgoing of the Mayor Villagrosa of Los Angeles. I was sitting at my client's table. Next to him was his agent. He said, Could the, re the reason I wanted you to be here is you've impacted my life, your, your philosophies, your ideas have transformed my life and my family. And he said, um, kind of wanted to introduce you to, to, to my agents. And he said, these are my agents. They're sitting next, they're, they're at the table. They're sitting next to me. He goes, this is Eric. This is this, this is that person. And they said to me, this guy, this your client has told us so much about you that we're fascinated. We want to have a deeper conversation. Can you meet us next week, you know, Wednesday, what have you? And these guys were familiar, were, were with William Morris, one of the biggest, if not the biggest agency in the world. They represent uh -huh. Oprah, they represent Julie Roberts. I mean, the list goes on. I went in there, I met with the agent. The agent basically said, in a nutshell, I think you're going to be huge. I feel your vision. I'm excited. I want to represent you, your book, boom, boom. Long story short, I signed with William Morris. It was assigned a book agent that was aligned next thing you know everything started to unfold and happen but it wasn't me making it happen for the first time it began to unfold and happen from the ripeness of my being in that moment it was just ripe it was let's say it was just time for a book you know it, mm -hmm. it, i was so full within myself that it was just time for a book the next natural evolution was a book not because i wanted it to just because that's what was there and so i signed with william morris I was assigned to a book agent he's funny uh, the book agent was in new york we set up a bunch of meetings uh in um we set up a bunch of meetings uh in new york with publishers now the book agent was not that versed with self-help he was more versed with nonfiction. so i sat with a nerdy guy nice guy but nerdy guy and he said before when when we went into these publisher meetings he said cool I'm not really sure, you know, publishers aren't really cutting big book deals these days and they're not giving much. So I'm not sure. I don't think. And he had like, a Don't really get your hopes up. Humble. Sounds like he was so saying, basically, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. And I'm not expecting very much. And, you know, if we get a few thousand dollars, you know, we should be happy. Here's what happened, Christine. This was amazing. I went into the first publisher meeting, which the first one was Simon and Schuster. Okay. I went into the first publisher meeting the first publisher meeting the, the, the came out before the meeting and she said listen we have the pr person this person that, 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 oh, like seven people in this meeting now my agent whispered and said well when that happens they that basically means they're ready to cut a deal and the part and the woman said to me the simon schuster a publisher said could we check you out we've been watching you we checked everything out and we we're ready to work with you. We're excited to work with you. Before we before we go into this meeting, we want you to know wow. we're excited to work <laughs> with you. 
my my agent is now his jaw is dropped he's looking at me like what the hell is going on this doesn't happen <laughs> typically we go into the meeting it, for the first time in my life this is what i want people to get it wasn't me pitching anyone for the first time in my life it was like the universe was just presenting itself to me from the from the ripeness of my being it was almost like the publisher was pitching me and it was it was i think we had six meetings like that all six meetings it was them it was rodale it was uh again i think uh penguin it was a few other uh, a few other uh companies uh publishers all of them wanted to do it it went into an auction long story short multi 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 six-figure book deal first deal and the the agent couldn't believe it and that was how the first book deal came along and, and then the, yeah, I mean, and I can share I more just, about the, the mechanics of the book itself. Yeah, I'm just looking at the clock and I'm realizing that we're sort of coming into a wrap up here. But one thing that I want to say before we just take a quick break and I ask you another question is coming into this, um, our conversation, I was actually thinking we're going to talk a little bit more about the nitty gritty on how to prepare yourself for publishing success. And maybe those of you listening were thinking that too, like, oh, good, I'm going to get some, you know, checkpoint things that I need to do and things that I need to, you know, make sure I cross off my list. Um, but I think the real beautiful thing of what we're receiving from Coot here in this episode is that the preparation was internal. The preparation was coming into alignment. I was talking with a friend recently and she said to me, she's like, you know, Christine, the reason why things are happening so fast for you right now is because when you are in alignment, like the universe provides. And I just feel like you are speaking to that the preparation for success with publishing your book, whether you go traditional as Coot did, or you self-publish or work with a, you know, indie kind of publisher like us here at Kapusha, um, when the alignment is the preparation work, the alignment mm -hmm. is the preparation work. Mm -hmm. So I am going to come back with one more final question for Coot. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this because we're going to be right back. If you're feeling inspired by what you're hearing and want to turn your book idea into written and published reality, we've got four powerful programs and services to help you get your book done this year without the struggle. Our proven processes have helped more than a thousand authors get their books written and published. So if you're ready to get unstuck, I invite you to schedule a complimentary consultation with us. The confidence and clarity that you desire is literally just one phone call away. Visit bookstrategysession.com. Again, that's bookstrategysession.com to get your complimentary consultation scheduled and get your book done. So Coot, as we come into sort of wrapping up the episode, I know we could talk for probably mm. hours, if not mm. days more about mm. this topic. Um, but what would you say is the single most important nugget of wisdom gift that you want listeners to walk away with from our conversation today? Okay, I'm going to, uh, wow, that's a tough question. So I think everything I've I'm going to cheat by saying everything I've said thus far, alignment, right? I want to give people like a little <laughs> bit of a nitty gritty in that. Uh, so this is my cheat mode because everything I've said, but I would say one thing that really helped me is don't be afraid to invest in yourself. What I mean by that is I invested 
$10,000 in a particular moment of my life in 2000, and I forget when it was, six, eight, uh, nine, eight or nine, when, you know, $10,000 was a ton of, like, you might as well said a million dollars. I invested $10,000 to hire a um, book proposal writer, one of the best book proposal writers. And it was painful at first to cut that check. But we wrote a killer book proposal that wasn't sold in 2010. But that book proposal was so rigorous and so well written that I invested in myself. And that, that, that was the foundation of the book proposal that I used in 2015 that got me the most the six-figure book deal and mm. when I think back because I wanted to do it the cheap way and write my own book proposal and save money and or hire the you know the, the book proposal person that I could pay a thousand dollars if you're serious in really playing at a high level of excellence you know being great then you have to do what's great and play everything at a great level and that book proposal is one of was one of the main tools that helped me articulate and sell who I am to a publisher in a way that they could understand my value. So basically I'm saying, invest in yourself, don't be cheap with yourself, commit to yourself, play at a high level, get a great book proposal. And that, that was a real kind of nitty gritty tactical key for me that I didn't appreciate and I almost didn't, I almost skimped on that. Oh, and you know, it's interesting when you said invest in yourself, it's like, yes, we have to take those, you know, leaps of faith to invest financially. I mean, certainly when I think about I'm invested in, you know, my business and my brand and my work, it's like, man, I could have bought a few houses, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but you also from the age of eight invested in yourself in terms of reading these self-help books yes, and yes, invested yes, in growing yes. yourself and invested you know, strategically to step away from, you know, an offer for a book deal. And instead you invested in building your brand and building mm -hmm. your following, which I'm sure took a whole bunch more resources to do. Right. So I love that you said invest in yourself and you were meaning financially, which every author has to do at some, you know, yes. some level yes. on the journey. Um, but after hearing, you know, everything you talked about today, I'm like investment in your self, on every yes. level is really how you prepare yourself for publishing success. So Coot, this has been amazing. Thank you. For those of you who want a little more Coot, of course, go over to the show notes. We've got links to, um, you know, connecting with him on social media. He's got a great free resource for you based on his second book, The Magic of Surrender, um, which is a book that I've read and loved. Oh my gosh, you've got to grab a copy of that book. Um, but everything's over in the show notes, like every place that you could connect with, with Coot is there. So please go do that. And uh, Coot, just thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure to have you back for a second time. Thanks for having me. And of course, I want to thank all of you for listening and being part of this amazing Get Your Book Done community and for being the type of person who cares enough about you and your book to take the time to listen to this episode, right? You just took a big step, step towards your success as a transformational author. So thank you for being here. And until next time, write powerfully. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today 
And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.